You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors, unfortunately. He's strong, but some clown who thinks he's Batman. I am Batman! City Hall and holds the mayor hostage, leaving it to me to juggle SWAT teams, the media, and you. Yeah, it's been a hell of a night. Hopefully the last one we'll ever have with him. Yeah, right. Hold it there. Sorry, Batman. Arkham staff only. I assure you, if anyone's qualified, it's... Uh, listen, I appreciate the assistance, but he'll unsettle the more violent inmates. <laughs> I think he's talking about you, Bats. Don't be a stranger. You're always welcome here. Gotta say, it's good to be back. <laughs> you okay? He surrendered almost without a fight. I don't like it. At least he's back where he belongs. Get up! Now! <laughs> Joker's loose. Alert the warden. Hurry! <laughs> the joke's on you. <laughs> Honey, I'm home. Come on in. <laughs> Welcome to the Madhouse, Batman! I set a trap, and you sprang it gloriously! Now let's get this party started. Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to the Eternal Night, a podcast dedicated to the world's greatest detective, the Dark Knight of the DC Universe, Batman. I am returning, of course, one of your hosts, Mr. Philip Barker, as always, and I am joined once again by my heroic co-host, Mr. Craig Blaylock, thank you for joining us. Craig, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing dandy. I think we're both doing pretty dandy, my friend. I think it's gonna yeah. be a dandy night. Yeah, it's been a we both we've both been going through a lot of reflection and changes starting twenty twenty four, and I think we're both I I honestly think both of us are in good mindsets as of late. Did I mention on the last episode I started going back to the gym? I don't know if I did or not. I don't think so. Yeah. So I've been going back to the gym. I'm now a little over two weeks back at the gym now, 
I work out at least one and a half to two hours a day every day after work and even on the weekends as well doing a lot of good for my mental health doing a lot of good for me physically yeah. too i've like also cut back on fast food and i started yeah. eating more healthier making my lunch eating at least one chicken breast a day so yeah I, i've been I've, I've been doing pretty good and i know you've been going through a lot too but it sounds like we're both in in better spaces than we were in 2023 yeah no i mean so for me i'm not going to the gym but i am doing like i have a workout routine in the morning and night ever since the first of the year that i just do here at my apartment and yeah, it's been really good. And then I'm also drinking a lot more water. I actually have right next to me is, um, I don't know if you ever heard of it. Have you heard of the circle water bottle? Yes. Yes, I have. I got one of the, actually it was my daughter's idea. She wanted to get one because I guess she's seen a few of her friends at school have one. Hmm. She's like, oh, I want to be able to drink more water and have it taste good. And I was like, okay, let's go look. And it was like 20 bucks. So I was like, okay, I'll get you one. And then I looked at it. I was like, well. I kind of need to start drink, start drinking more water and, you know, take it easy on the soda. So bought one and yeah, man, I'm down in water like all day. I'm actually exclusively off soda. I've been off soda for the last two weeks. I've been drinking water and Gatorade for the most part yeah. the last two weeks. So you kind of have to be, I was a, so the grocery store over here, you know, they're like, Oh, here's our deal of the week. The two twelve packs for 15 bucks. Get out of here. Oh, wow. What, that's, what that's, the hell? That's a steal. That's not a deal. Oh, I thought that was kind of a steal. So it's weird. Like, I get the um, 28 fluid ounce bottles of Gatorade. Mm-hmm. If I buy them at a gas station, they're like 250 But if I go to Food for Less out here in Sacramento, they're like a buck 98 a piece. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like... You know, sometimes I'll stop off at the gas station on my way home from the gym after work, right? And I'll buy two, and that's it. But if I go to the go to the grocery store, pff, it's no brainer. Yeah, it's absolute no brainer. Yeah, I've been exclusively doing le- lemon lime and uh, grape. Those are my favorite flavors of Gatorade. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's been really nice getting back into the swing of things, having a consistent workout schedule i mean one i kind of bounce off between the two like so one day i'll do upper body and arms the next day i'll do exclusively legs and i usually like to cap off my workout with a nice walk or jog on the treadmill yeah. occasionally i will get on the bike though oh, there you go yeah yeah planet fitness has been very solid to me the last two weeks and i don't intend on quitting anytime soon fingers crossed and knock on wood that i don't you know pull a muscle yeah, see, I would start, like, going on – I've been trying to do, like, going on jogs and walks as well. I, it's a little too cold over here uh, in Missouri for that. Um, to give it – like, today was okay. We were in the 40s. Tomorrow, we're going to be around the 40s. Saturday, uh, a, a low of 4 degrees and a high of 20. Oh, wow. Sounds like you've L- got little, some imminent little too snow. cold. Yeah imminent snow heading your way from by the sounds of it shit yeah um normally on my breaks i would take a walk and lap around the other side of the street from where i work but it's been in it's been pretty cold lately as well not like to your you know degree yeah. or anything but like you yeah, know, know it's it's just been wet and rainy so it's like eh, i'll just gonna sit in my car and vape yeah, see, here's the thing. Uh, like, I think it was two or three nights ago, get out of work, and it was raining over here. Yeah. But it was so cold, it was falling as rain, and it was landing as snow. 
that makes sense that's how cold it was a few yeah. days ago yeah, i'm walking out to sense. my car and i'm like oh it's raining and i get into my car and i'm like why am i covered in snow because it's cold missouri yeah a little bit that, that's my guess um so everyone listening thank you for everyone tuning in and listening uh getting some house cleaning out of the way as we always tend to feel yes. free to follow this show uh we're not on X anymore. We're not on Twitter, but you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search T-E-K underscore podcast. You can also feel free to leave us an email, eternalnightpod at gmail.com, and also feel free to leave us a review or five-star rating on Spotify. It really helps the show get noticed, and we would greatly appreciate it. Now, I believe our last episode was a Merry Little Batman review sprinkled in with some other little Bat-mighty tidbits. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, it's not going to be that much at all but we do have a lot of fun stuff planned for the year as i mentioned to craig off mic uh this year is in fact the 85th anniversary of batman it's his 85th birthday so we'll be celebrating that at some point don't know what or how but we will he's Um, gotta be in a retirement home at this point you'd have to think right like he's old man batman he's old man bruce wayne now (laughs) um it is also the 35th anniversary of batman 1989 the film that came out june 11th? Oh, I'm so old. Something like that. I knew it came out in June. June or uh, July, one or the other. I don't remember, but we'll, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. We'll celebrate that birthday as well, as we like to. I turned 38 in November. Jesus Christ. I turned 32 in a week. Ah, you youngin. There's only a six-year difference between us. Come on, Alfred. Calm <laughs> it down. But um, I'm also making my way through Batman and the Outsiders volume one slowly but surely Um, there is something planned for that but not necessarily on this show Uh, stay tuned for more details on that as as the weeks Mm -hmm. come so just keep keep that in mind everybody but that's a that's another fun one Um, Craig and I absolutely want to try and and talk about the Dark Knight Returns animated movie at some point this year too that's definitely on, on on the docket but other than that it has been a very, 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 very slow news week yeah. for anything Batman-related. Um, I did watch Crisis on Infinite Earths, but considering it was only a digital copy, not physically, not out physically yet, I think it comes out physically in like two weeks, the 24th, I think. Yep. Yeah, so um, I don't really have much to say. I don't really want to say too much about it, Not not in a bad way. But I need to watch it again and go back and read Crisis like I was telling Craig again off mic before I really solidify some hard thoughts on it. I guess, like, low-level, non-spoiler-free thoughts, I enjoyed it. Like, it, it, I, it was fine. It was good. It wasn't, you know, Justice League War World. <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> but it was, it, from the things I remembered of Crisis, I thought it did well. Um the things there's there's one thing in it for sure that i did not like that was actually related to batman i won't talk about it here we'll probably talk about it a little bit more when craig has the chance to finally watch it but yeah um overall i i would say it's probably like a three three and a half stars out of five give or take yeah and that seems to be i i know we were looking at it just before we started Seems to be very just kind of uh, all the reviews and everything and people's opinions on it seem to be just like yeah it's good it's fine yeah I mean no, it's it's great it's part one of a three parter so yeah. you know there's there's two more parts coming um, I, I will say that the ending of it makes you go oh, okay I'll watch part two 
do you think with what you saw in part one do you think there's enough story still to go that would warrant two more films yes yes okay. i do 100 percent, because they're still um this is gonna be really hard without like spoiling <laughs> stuff but i would say that the general gist of at least the first three or four issues is streamlined in this movie and i feel like that's kind of how they're breaking it up because Crisis on Infinite Earths was initially a 12-issue series, and I feel like the gist of the first three to four issues is streamlined in this first part, and I'm guessing part two and three will probably streamline issues five through eight and then nine through 12, respectively. Okay. Just my guess, but I yeah. I don't know. Can't say for sure. Um there were a lot of interesting things in it. Um, I will say that there was some surprises as far as like voice cast goes. There's a lot of pulls from all over the previous movies. Like there, there's there's nods to Man of Tomorrow. There's nods to Justice Society, Green Lantern, Beware My Power, and of course Legion of Superheroes. And then obviously, since Jensen Ackles is reprising the role again from Long Halloween and War World, he is back as Batman in this. So that was that was cool. But yeah, like like I said, spoiler-free thoughts, three out of five, three and a half out of five. Not really sure yet where I'm going to land it specifically. Matter of fact, I think Craig and I were even talking about like like even ranking the Tomorrowverse at some point, too. When mm-hmm. Crisis is all said and done, I'm probably going to have to do that at some point. I'm sure I will. Because I know for sure I reviewed on my Letterboxd account. I for sure reviewed Justice Society and Man of Tomorrow, but I haven't done... Long Halloween. I might have done Long Halloween. I could be wrong about that, but I did, I haven't done uh, Green Lantern or Legion of Superheroes yet, or even War World for that matter. So I will rank them at some point, and nice. maybe we might even do a show about that. Who knows? We shall yeah. see. Um, but there was one little bit of bat news that I did see that popped up within the last twenty four hours. So a while ago, Craig and I did talk about um, the rumor that that. Um, Skyfall writer John Logan was rumored to be in talks to penning the script for The Brave and the Bold. And James Gunn has come out and promptly debunked that. As he has been. As, as, he, has as, been. He, as he has been doing yeah. on threads. Right. So someone did, did ask him, was he ever in talks? James Gunn just gave a flat no. Someone else asked, was John Logan ever attached to writing The Brave and the Bold? James Gunn says, no, he was not. So that puts him <laughs> to rest. There's a pin in that one. Yep. That's right. That pin is put in place. And, well, I guess time will tell to see who will be, in fact, penning The Brave and the Bold. Um, I can't imagine that news can't be coming until sometime at the end of the year maybe if not next year that's my guess yeah no we're not gonna i mean with everything going on with marvel kind of going on this hiatus you know warner brothers and discovery still seemingly trying to just figure their shit out it's we're not gonna hear anything for a while yeah i doubt it i highly doubt anything from brave and the bold is going to be even remotely close to announce until at least the end of this year if not sometime next year because Andy Muschietti is still tied onto it as director and he's working on that that prequel series um welcome to dairy yep so you know I'm I'm just kind of in sit back and wait mode honestly because yeah 
you know, the the entire focus as of right now, as far as the DCU is concerned, is solely on Superman Legacy shoulders. Yeah, and that's the thing. Gunn has been very open as saying, like, hey, Superman is where everything's going to start. So it's like, I don't know why people are expecting, like, Batman news and all this stuff. It's like, that is, we're literally years away. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, um, even if the movie were to get fast-tracked, I don't see that happening anytime soon because Gunn nope. is even. We've said this before. James Gunn has said it a couple different times. Like they're not going to move forward on a project until they have a script nailed down tight. So yep. I'm perfectly fine with waiting for Brave and the Bold. And honestly, given that Matt Reeves is hard away working on the script of Batman Part Two, I'm fine with getting that in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on top of that, matter of fact, I just thought of another thing that Craig and I are probably for sure going to talk about by the end of the year is the penguin tv show coming to max yeah oh, i can't wait Neither can i want I. more of that world i think we're both pretty in sync when it comes to that like we we yep. like that world we like what's been done with it we liked colin farrell as oswald cobblepot so the more the merrier you know i think if i remember right i think i said it back on our the batman review like for me that is the only other film i can think that is anywhere close as the Batman as like a living breathing graphic novel is the Watchmen movie yes and even then that was mainly because of the fact that it was almost a shot for shot Watchmen interpretation minus the giant squid but yes you're right yeah besides the ending yep yep which even then like I, I look at the ending of the movie and I'm like yeah that makes sense it does that's one of the few. That's one of the few times, in my opinion, where a, a decision to change something from the the adapted storyline made much more sense. Right, and you know, you'd have to be a really hardcore comic book panelist fan to just be like, "No, it should have been the giant squid." I'm like, ah, you know, yeah, I get it. I do. I really do. I I understand. Okay, but at the same time, it's like. If Dr. Manhattan exudes the same exact energy as a nuclear bomb, mm -hmm. makes sense. I'm I'm fine with the change. Like I I know, me too. Few, I know a few people. I know at least for sure one person in my family who just like put their nose up at it and said that ending sucked. It should have had the giant squid. I'm just like, all right, yeah, whatever. That, that would have looked silly. Would it have been silly? Yes. Do I think Zack Snyder could have done it? Also, yes. Probably. Probably, because he's, yeah. he's a visual genius, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't put it past him one bit. He probably thought about it. I'm sure, as a matter of fact, if I ever got the chance to ask, I'm sure he'd probably, maybe, I don't know. Maybe the thought crossed his mind to do the squid. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. And on top of that, the squid was shown in the TV show. So, yeah. I don't know what the complaints are at this point. Like, you, you, Watchmen is such a great story in and of itself. Yep. Be it the movie, be it the book, be it the the TV show, and even the animated movie coming up, which I don't know how that works because we've already gotten like a stop motion film of it before. So I, I guess this is just going to be a straight up animated retelling of the of the book. I suppose I honestly don't know. I would yeah. actually be really surprised if the Watchmen animated movie was a sequel to the TV show. Yeah, you know what? I I honestly did not even think about that. Like, if, if that were to be the case, I would I would shit my pants because that would be <laughs> super cool. 
Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I'm sure it'll just be a, you know, shot for shot remake of the of the book, which I'm fine with. I, don't, I have no problem with that at all. Um, but yeah, that, like that's that's kind of where I'm at when it comes to Watchmen, DC, things of that caliber. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it it needs to be something different, but I I would certainly hope that if if you're gonna just do the book, just do the book. Like don't don't make any hard changes like yeah just just do the book don't even bother trying to make any kind of alternative changes to it just 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 do the book well and especially something as revered as that right you know i mean obviously alan moore's gonna be pissed off one way or the other because <laughs> yeah. he, he's never happy about anything <laughs> but then again i mean if he watched the killing joke i'm sure he'd probably not be happy about that either yeah because <laughs> oh, i mean when, when it comes to doing the animated movies specifically like batman ones sometimes the animation can really benefit and homage the art in a really great way like the dark knight returns mm-hmm. or you get something a little bit more generic like yep killing joke you know yep but then there's also like a, i think a fine middle ground between the two like something like the long halloween obviously trying to do tim sales art yeah that would have been pretty difficult yeah, and I think we've talked about it before. Like, I mean, yes, the Long Halloween is a great story. Uh, that art, to me, just does not work sometimes. Especially like, uh, man, I don't like the way they that Joker was drawn in that graphic novel. That's fair. I'm not really, honestly, if I had to think about a character, I'm not really too big on. It's probably either Poison Ivy or Solomon Grundy. In that book, yeah, the way yeah. they draw them, like, eh. I can I can live without it, but I will say that 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 the movie Long Halloween like absolutely got the spirit of the story, hundred percent, hundred percent, no doubt. Um, there were some changes there towards the end, but even then, I'm like, the, 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 this is the Long Halloween. I I, I can't complain, and yep. I won't. I refuse to. But that kind of dovetails into the meat of our show for this night's episode, which is um, we're back doing another volume of legendary moments of the dark knight we're in volume six now kind of crazy we're already we're at six it seems like forever ago that we did one you know i gotta be honest every time we do one of these i have to scroll back and look through the other volumes. i know yeah and and just like make sure that i'm not double dipping or doing one again that i've done before that you've done before yep but that's the beauty of batman he's got 85 years worth of history to pull from so I don't think there's any um, shortage of moments that we will ever run into, I suppose. Yeah, and like we've said before, you know, with the legendary moments, if you're new to the show or anything like that, it's any, it could be anything Batman related. You know? Right. We, Comics, graphic novels, movies, animated shows, whatever. Television. Anything related right. to like, that. It's, it's nothing exclusive unless we go out of our way to explicitly do something exclusive like a list yeah but did you have any honorable mentions i didn't have any this time i didn't i tried and i was just like it was hard enough just the way this week has gone for me even to just get my five my list done you know it's funny there was one that i had but i already talked about to you off mic ah, yes <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually really glad i didn't include it here yeah because well 
We'll talk more about that at a later time. I'll just yeah. say I'll I will just say that, okay? That's what I will say. But getting on with this as and as Craig mentioned, you know, this is legendary moments of the dark knight. We pull from from it all. Movies, television, animated movies or animated television, graphic novels, comic books, news strips, radio shows, doesn't even matter. Like we we <laughs> we pull from every corner of the Batman universe when it comes to doing these legendary moments. And I, I gotta be honest, like we're up to volume six. I'm pretty proud of that, even though it might be, yeah. you know, we might have to scroll through and like, you know, honestly, I'm honestly just debating on putting that. I need to do this. I need to put this all in a drive and a share yeah. drive between you, me and Terrence. That way I can yep. like have two separate, like here's the show notes, but then I also need to make a separate one with all the legendary moments. <laughs> That's what yeah, I, I think so. Cause I mean, hell, uh, what was it? It wasn't the last one, but I think the, one before that to to give you all an idea i mean i chose one of my legendary moments was freaking uh bat metal youtube that's right shorts. that's right yeah which was perfectly homage and merry little batman oh yeah <laughs> so great uh do you want a rochambeau for who goes first does it matter because i uh, i'm i'm pretty sure last time we did it i think i went first so why don't you go first this time okay um, well, my number five, because we, as we, anyone listening who does or does not know, we go from five to one. It's yes. not. And, oh, and we also we do not know what the other has chosen. There have been a very, 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 very few times. Well, more so with our other rankings. Yeah, more these. of our ranking stuff. When we do our rankings, sometimes we'll have the same stuff. But when we do uh -huh. this specifically, not only do we have no idea, more often than not, it's usually never the same. Nope, I don't think actually, no, I don't think any, there's been a few times on our official list where we've had crossover. I don't think on any of our legendary moments, I don't think there's been a time where we had something that the other did. Right. Yeah, as far as I know, I don't think any of us, either of us have, have crossed streams like that at I mean, this could be the first one. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. never say never, right? <laughs> like, we'll, we'll never say never, but... Yep. Um, as we like to kick these things off, I'll go ahead and do it because, as Craig mentioned, he was pretty sure he was also the last one to do it the first time. So, yep. um, my number five is a moment from Batman Forever, and okay. that mo that moment is we might have even talked about it. I think we I think we did, but my moment, my legendary moment from Batman Forever, is the moment where Batman crashes through the window. Yeah. And Edward Nigma says, "Your entrance was good. His was better." His was better. Yep. The that was a, a, every trailer for that movie leading up to its release, commercial shorts, everything had that clip. And there's a reason why because it's a badass clip. I mean, look, people have their opinions about Batman Forever. That's totally fine. If you, if it's not your bag of Batman movies. That's I get it. I totally get it. It's 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 yep. it's got a mix of dark and camp to it that is very evocative of not only like the '66 show, but it's got shades of the Burton stuff too. So I I get it. Well, I, and to go with that, uh, that like you just said, there's that you know he said Riddler looks at Two Face. You know your entrance was good, his was better. The difference, showmanship. Yes, <laughs> showmanship. That's right. Yes. And even then, that kind of leads into, like, also one of my other favorite moments is, like, when Batman chases Two-Face and his men down into the, the under, 
of Gotham City and, you know, Two-Face traps him and, you know, lights a flamethrower on Batman and, like, does the giddy dance and then Batman yeah. runs through the flames and the Two-Face, Harvey Two-Face delivers the line, why can't you just die? <laughs> yeah. That, I think that was one of my legendary moments on the last time. Uh, yeah, because he runs through the flames and right. Two-Face is just at it. Yep. It's so... He's so irritated. He's so frustrated that he cannot kill this guy. He's just like, why won't you just die? <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting to know that like, Tommy Lee Jones and, and Jim Carrey, he was basically trying to one-up Jim Carrey the entire time. And it's like, you know, yeah. you would have been a lot more better served for that character had you just done your typical Tommy Lee Jones thing. But I still got to give it to you. The over-the-topness of his Two-Face, I honestly think it kind of fits better within the confines of that that universe oh yeah absolutely you know it's it's for all intents and purposes it is a sequel to batman returns yep so i mean in that those first two movies they have their level of gritty camp to them as well so i mean mm-hmm. it, it only stands to reason that that two-face would in some way be kind of goofy mm-hmm. granted it, it's not you know billy d williams that's fine yeah. but it's but you know I, st- I still I, I have a lot of love for Batman Forever. I, I don't think we've made any bones about that on this show. So Yeah, no, I mean, at that whole the episode where we did the, uh, what was it, the Red Book edition. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a great film. I uh, enjoy it. I, I almost prefer the, actually, I will say I prefer the Red Book edition now. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It's funny, I actually think we even got a request to, like, do a commentary to the Red Book edition. I was like, yeah, no. yeah. Because it really would just be, it would be a commentary on Batman Forever, and maybe just, and again, it's only a couple scenes. Do it? Does it make a difference? Absolutely, but yeah. And honestly, I don't think it would warrant enough. It's also not a hard copy to come by now, especially in the age of the yeah, internet. exactly. You you can watch this version of this movie virtually anywhere if you really wanted to. But yeah, yeah. It, it is more or less Batman Forever with some some scenes changed around, some things cut, so. Yeah, and, and and even then, like, be it the Red Book edition or the theatrical cut, like, Batman crashes through the top of the glass still happens one way or the other. Yep. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, that's that's my number five, is Batman crashing through the glass and, and Riddler going, your entrance was good, his was better. <laughs> All right, so my number five, uh, it's a scene that involves Batman, but he is not actually, he's not even in the scene. Uh, it is a scene from Batman Returns. Um, this is when Penguin has sent out his goons to go get all the children, the firstborns, mm-hmm. in Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And Batman thwarts it. But it's the way he thwarts it, and it's just so good. So you got Penguin, he's he's all happy he's dancing around he's got this goofy umbrella that he's mm-hmm. twirling around right and his little monkey guy comes down his monkey that has been hanging out with him like for most of the movie and he's penguin looks up at the monkey and he's like where's the children right and the monkey's got a note mm-hmm. and the monkey walks up to him and he takes the note out of the monkey's hand and it just says dear penguin the children regret they are unable to attend batman and penguin just screams and the camera zooms in on his disgusting mouth as he's screaming because batman has thwarted him once again 
That's so good. You know, such a smart ass way to get back at a villain. Not only do I love that scene, not only do I love that movie, but when I would avidly play Call of Duty Black Ops back in the day, back in the old days of PlayStation Three, <laughs> and you know, early internet gaming. Yep. Every time I died, I would do a perfect impression of that yell. Every every <laughs> <That's great. laughs> every single time, like I don't. It wanna... is a it is a very unique yell. Yeah, honestly, and, and, and of course, only Danny DeVito could do that. Well, even his line delivery of like reading that letter and then leaning yeah. into the yell is just superb. Because he, nothing short of superb. He kind of he almost like mumbles as he dare penguin the children regret they're unable to attend batman he's because he, as as he gets further along in the note he, <laughs> he yeah. feels so much more defeated in his grand yep. plan and he's just like ah! and a little like he shit what really sells it is shaking his head back and forth as he yes. screams yes <laughs> yes 100 percent. so yes. good 100% yes I co-sign all of that and and honestly the, the head shake sells it the most honestly if you ask me like that that was just a, that was perfect that, that, and that... then it and, and the way and it immediately leads into him giving a rousing speech yes. to a room full of penguins yes that it does <laughs> man this Batman Returns gets so much shit but it is such a damn fun time isn't it, it is isn't it, isn't it so odd that Batman 89 gets put up on this pedestal for right. be, for being like this this dark brooding movie where Batman's finally dark and taken yeah. seriously and all this shit and it's like yeah okay the character's been like that for a while yeah but are we really going to sit here and like kind of overlook some of the goofy aspects of this movie are yep. we really gonna like give this movie a pass for making the joker batman's parents killer yep and and you know i understand that way back when because i'm as old as batman returns that movie came out the same year i was born okay but yep. it's still without a shadow of a doubt before the batman came out one of if not my favorite solo batman movie because i feel it got the spirit of both penguin and catwoman perfectly yeah, B based on what I was introduced to by those characters, right? Like I, I, I have nothing short of love for that film. But yeah, I get, I get it. Parents were grossed out; they couldn't sell Happy Meals. Blah 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 blah. We've heard all the shit before about Batman Returns. It's still one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's still just one of the one of the best Batman movies, if you ask me. And it's got some of like the best score from Danny Elfman ever. And oh, hands down. Without question. And even, like, Danny DeVito as the Penguin is just, like, one of the most perfect castings of the time. Like, you, you, you literally do not get any better than that. I'm sorry. Nope. And, again, going back to that scene that, that where he's reading the note and he's... <laughs> I, think, I think what really even sold it for me was not only did he sign it, Batman, he left a little Bat logo on the, the note, too. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so much more of a, oh, by the way spat spat smack in the face like i got you yep. that that's what it is and it's it, because that movie is so much more of the cerebral element of batman and so much more of batman being kind of a detective and being kind of a more of a force for gotham than well, anything and also, and also the
the thing for me is Keaton's Batman out of all of the interpretations we've seen of Batman, he is definitely the most like he loves mind effing his opponents. He likes playing with them and getting them mad and getting them frustrated. Oh yeah. 100%. And he's also like he's he's the weird Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like he's he, the oddity. He's, he's the, the oddball. He's the oddball. He's got the gadgets, he's got the the technology, he's got the cave, he's got his Alfred, right? Like he's got yeah. all of it. He's got all he needs to be like the overarching protector of Gotham City. And I think that's I'm not saying it's a bad version of Batman, not at all. Yeah. I mean, he, he he set the bar. He set the bar for Christian Bale. He set the bar for Ben Affleck. Like, and I would say that that you know Bale hit that bar, and then Ben Affleck mm-hmm. took the bar and rose it even more. And then Robert Pattinson, oh, yeah. I would say, has even reached that bar to his own extent too. You know, I honestly, I'm of the mind there hasn't really ever been a bad Batman. Well, I'm sure someone would probably say George Clooney or Val Kilmer, but that's a whole different conversation. But yeah, seriously, like like to your point. He's the Batman who who will legitimately go out of his way to mess with the mm-hmm. villains, right? Like even going back to the '89 movie, how does he mess with the Joker when the Joker's grand plan is to like gas Gotham City with all these balloons? What does Batman do? He takes all the balloons. <laughs> he and takes he, all the balloons away. Yeah, yeah right. And what what does the Joker do? He he just sits there stunned. And he's like, he took my balloons, and he gets pissed off, and uh, he shoots his he shoots exactly. his crony exactly. Like, and if you look at that, and then you go watch the animated series, it's the same deal. Yep. It's the same deal more often than not, especially with the Joker. Maybe less so with the Penguin, but definitely more with the Joker. Well, it's like the, um, we did a review of the episode, the Laughing Fish episode. Right, right. And that, uh, it's one of my all-time favorite moments in Batman the Animated Series, when he thwarts Joker, and Joker's hanging over the edge, barely, like he's about to fall in this, like, pit of fire, yeah, and Joker looks up at Batman. He's like, "You wouldn't let me fall, would you?" And Batman, it goes to Batman, and he literally puts his hand to his chin and he smiles and he acts like he's thinking about letting him fall. And then it goes back to Joker, Batman, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just helps Joker up, right? That's because he's just. He's a, he's reveling in the fact that Joker is terrified right now. That is an all timer, most definitely. Uh, I don't know if that's I, I I I would have to look. I don't think it's on any of our lists, but no, I don't think it was. Honestly, uh, man, I should have made that one of them. But yeah, that is such a good moment. Well, there's always next time. Yep, <laughs> always a future volume for these for these uh, legendary moments. Uh, mine, my number four. Yeah, I kind of feel like swapping my number three because that kind of ties into what you just talked about more <laughs> or less. But but I'll just go back to my number four. My number four is from the animated New Fifty Two movie, uh, Justice League War. Mm, okay, that's, okay, uh, that's a good one. It's a good one. It was a good. It was a nice universe starter too. It was a nice way of of breaking ice with the full bringing making a movie where you introduce the Justice League and having them meet each other for the first time. Um, my moment is actually very early on in the beginning of the movie and um mine is <laughs> when batman meets green lantern and they're in the sewers and green lantern's got uh, it like, yeah he's giving him a bit of gruff he's like wait a minute so you're you don't fly you don't have your superpowers yeah. you're not a vampire like are you literally just a guy in a suit and batman just kind of looks at him and smiles <laughs> right yeah but that's not my moment my moment is like after 
Green Lantern's like kind of risen him a little bit. Batman just takes his ring and right. goes, hmm. Guessing, I'm assuming it's powered by concentration. Green Lantern goes, how'd you take that? Batman he doesn't just even, at, he has no idea how he even got it. Right, and Batman <laughs> just looks at him and goes, you weren't concentrating. Yep. That's so, just such a Batman thing to do. Yep. It was just too perfect not to pass up, because that's that's just showing that, A, Batman's a detective. B, he's going to sneak up on you. C, he's going to get the one up on you. And D, he's Batman. Yep. That's all you need to know. Like, that. that's... That's just all there is to it. I just love that. And it even leads into one of my other favorite moments of that movie where Batman and Superman fight. Yeah. <laughs> and like Batman like calls him calls Superman out as Superman starting to get pissed. And he goes, You'll bruise, but you won't kill, will you, Clark? <laughs> and totally just calls his bluff and like, oh yeah, I know exactly who you are. And then Clark Kent kind of cheats and goes, Oh, hmm. Bruce Wayne. Huh. Okay, you got me. <laughs> yeah, I think now looking back on it, I really got to give credit to Jason O'Mara for his voice of Batman in those films. He did a really good job just playing this kind of very dry, very almost, you would think, humorless Batman but it's his delivery and the way he kind of smirks at people that just gives you this look of like, man, you're such a smart ass. Honestly, his Batman reminds me the most of Kevin Conroy's Batman. Now they're Bruce yes. Wayne. Yeah, the, I the, agree. The Bruce Wayne voice and, and uh, okay. Omara's Bruce Wayne and Batman voice are, are, are almost one and the same. Yeah. Like there yeah. really is no real hard distinguishing the two voices whereas you know obviously kevin conroy like took his voice up an octave for for batman and then took kind of took it down or the other way around either way he was able to distinguish his his bruce wayne voice and his batman voice whereas i think you know omar was just you know he was pretty much batman through and through but i will also say again that omara is the closest to conroy's batman specifically batman yep that's i totally agree because like you're like you said like he's very dry he's very to the point like even even in um son of batman like when he meets damien for the first time and he, he's having that conversation with talia and he's like you know you made me do what you want me to do or whatever like he's uh-huh. just he's just very subtle in his line delivery and i was like yeah this is batman yeah very good very much so all right so let's see my number four this one is going to be interesting because it is it's a scene from Batman and Robin. Um very simple. I love you, old man. Oh. That the scene with Bruce and Alfred in my that was such man, if that whole movie could have had the caliber of heart that that single scene had it really could have been an entirely different movie there was so for as much as people give crap yes Clooney was not good as Batman let's be honest that's not his fault though let's, let's it also was be fair one, and that scene to me proves it yeah it shows he had the capability to be a very emotional Bruce Wayne and who knows what he could have done 
as Batman if the directors and the, you know, had he been directed in a way that would play to his strengths. Honestly, I think I've said this before. When it comes to Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, on paper, scripted form, ice puns aside, right? Yep. Those movies on paper, like you take those stories and put them under any other guys, right? Like put it in a yep. comic book, put it in the hell, put it in the animated series fashion, right? Yep. Good stories. They are. Boil it down to execution, the yep. way that they delivered some of the lines, the way that Schwarzenegger, you know, gave his ice puns, the way that Uma Thurman was... The Ice Age! Right, right, you know? Or even, like, Uma Thurman's superbly over-the-top seductiveness to her Poison Ivy, which some would argue is arguably the best parts of the movie. I would, too. But I will also say, to your point, if it's it's not the Poison Ivy stuff that's not great in Batman and Robin, it's the Bruce Wayne Alfred stuff that is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, the best Batman in Batman and Robin. Like, without a doubt. But ultimately it really does kind of boil down to execution on those two movies because, again, you put them under any other creative guys, and I'm telling you, those stories are not that bad. Like, like even just looking at it from, like, a, a screenplay or just general synopsis purview, right? Like, uh-huh. looking at Batman and Robin. Like, Batman and Dick, are they're, you know, a couple years into the game now. They're, they're at odds, right? And you've got, you know, Poison Ivy teaming up with Mr. Freeze and Bane as her henchman. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that sounds like a pretty pretty solid story there for, for, for Batman and Robin, right? And then you go ahead and introduce Batgirl, Creative Liberties Taken, sure. But still, like, it, it, it makes for a good story. It, again, comes back to execution and i think the execution between the alfred and bruce wayne scenes are without a doubt the strongest elements of that film yep but yeah i that's a good one i wasn't sure if i think i want to say the credit card probably made it on one of the other ones too but yes i believe i think on the last one i think you did the that credit card I, i think i did I might have. So that's we're now two for two for Batman and Robin on these legendary. Yeah. Robins. See, the movie may not be that great, but there's still some some hidden gems in the in that movie. Okay. Yep. And I'm sure we'll we'll circle back to it at some point, maybe down the line. I know one of my other favorite moments is when Robin pulls a fast one over Poison Ivy and like pulls off the plastic lips, <laughs> the rubber lips, the rubber lips. That yeah. one that one always made me laugh, no matter how old <laughs> I am. Still makes me I mean, laugh hey, to this he, day. He got a he got a free smooch from Uma Thurman, so <laughs> hey, he won in my book. Right, that's a that's something on the resume, right? <laughs> All right. So my next one, I love this one. I absolutely adore this one. I'm honestly kind of surprised it's not my number one, but I'm glad it's my number three. My number three is a moment. From Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Ooh, okay. One of my, if not favorite moments in this entire movie is when Terry finally comes toe-to-toe with the Joker. Yeah. And the Joker, is, as you know, as you come to find out through the movie, is actually Tim Drake, right? Yep. And... You know, the, which, the, which I gotta say, that was a pretty good twist for back then. That was a that movie is just 
awesome. That is yeah. a it is a top five animated Batman movie anything. Like it's just a top five animated Batman movie, no question yeah. about it. It's one of my like favorites. We, we can look back on it now, you know, all these years later and go, Okay, yeah, that that was kind of a giveaway reveal. But back then, man, there was That was there tough. Wasn't, there wasn't twists like that. No. And honestly, like looking at Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, it, it takes certain elements of Death of the Family and and, yep. make, and almost makes it even, I wouldn't say worse, but it's like, oh, Bruce Tim likes Death of the Family, and this is him going, this is my version of Death of the Family. <laughs> yep. But after they they after 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 Batman like after Terry stops like the the beam from hitting his family and his loved ones it's it's on track to jolly jack's location right and like joker goes oh good now the beam's headed here i'm gonna have to start all over thanks for everything kid you ruined everything (laughs) he really just he just kind of shrugs and he's like okay my plan didn't work i'm out of here like that's how non-threatening he finds terry right and then like Terry tries to stop him and goes, you know, I'm taking you in. And the Joker just straight up laughs and goes, right. Yeah, and I then, love that delivery. The kind of, <laughs> right. And then and just, then just back, him. he backhands <laughs> him and shows him the business, bro. Yeah. And then he's all like, you're out of your league, McGinnis. I know every trick the original <laughs> Batman and Robin do at their peak. And then Terry goes, maybe, but you don't know a thing about me, right? But th- th- I'm not even at my favorite moment yet, okay? My, I think I know where you're leading. So I'm it's curious. leading to it, right? So after Terry kind of like looks around, Joker like says something to the effect of, "That's right, run, run with your tail between your legs." And Terry just breaks the door handle, the door closes, uh-huh. and Terry goes, "Let's dance, bozo." <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, a good line. Such a, <laughs> one of the best lines ever. <laughs> Just such a and that that whole fight too is just awesome, just absolutely yep. top tier, top top tier. And then he's even asking Bruce for like you know, got any tips, boss? And Bruce is yeah. like, Joker's vain, he likes to talk. Just block it on out and power on through. And then Terry's like, wait a minute, yeah, I like, I to, like talk. to talk too, right? <laughs> and then and then out of any other version of Batman. We finally get, at least up to this point, in my for my Batman tenure, like being a Batman fan, up to that point, I had never seen a version or a Batman like psychologically analyze the Joker and essentially make fun of him for what he is. Yep, and just he destroys him by what he tells him. He's straight. He's just like. So let me get this straight. You fell in a bat of acid. Your skin bleached white. Your hair turned green. What? You couldn't get a job as a rodeo clown? <laughs> that always had me rolling because that's Batman calling out the Joker. Yep. That was just too funny. And, and then he starts laughing at him, which really pisses the Joker off. Well, then he's also like, you know, you couldn't always get a rise of the old man. What do you expect? Yep. He doesn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> Bring the A material. Make a face. Drop your pants. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, you do make me laugh, but only because I feel kind of sorry for you. <laughs> and, then, and then Joker's just like, I'm not hearing this. <laughs> You can you can just feel it that the Joker's just so he's finally gotten what he wants and he hates it. Yep. He absolutely hates it. And then like the the kicker line of it all is like 
Terry goes, what? I always thought the Joker wanted to make Batman laugh. And then Mark <laughs> Hamill just delivers the best, you're not Batman, and tosses a bomb up at him. Oh, man. Just that, that whole, all of that, top tier. Absolutely top tier, without a uh, shadow of a doubt. That's a great tier. moment. Thank you. I try. I try. That that whole, I mean, really, it's like that whole the final, like, ten minutes of that film is just fantastic. 100%. Okay, so uh, interesting enough, my next one, number my number three, is a Batman Beyond moment, but it's from an episode in Batman Beyond. Um, it is from the episode Disappearing Ink, where the villain Ink, uh, she catches Terry a- as Batman. Right. It's holding him hostage, and uh, Bruce shows up, and he's got, earlier in the episode... Terry sees this like robotic Batman suit. Oh. And he's like, Whoa, why didn't you why didn't you ever use this? And Bruce is basically like, hey, this thing, if I were to put this on, like, it would put such a strain on me that my heart would give out. Yeah. And so later on, so towards the end of the episode, Terry's been captured. Bruce shows up and he's got like a trench coat and hat on and glasses. He's kind of covering himself up. He's like Terry, you know, are how are you still alive? Like da da da. And turns out it's not Terry; it's Ink. So she transforms, she attacks Bruce, and then you see Terry. He's in the background, chained up, and uh, Ink is like basically trying to strangle Bruce to death. Yeah. And as you don't see Bruce's face throughout the whole thing, and then he kind of bends down as she's like wrapping her tendrils around him. And all of a sudden, robotic parts, his arms get covered in armor and his legs get covered in armor. And it turns out he's wearing that suit that he talked about. I remember this. But what, but what makes this scene such a legendary moment, one, it's the final time that we see Bruce in the animated series suit up as Batman. Right. It's this badass armored suit. But then as that's getting revealed, the Shirley Walker theme comes on. And it's just swelling as he is powering up and attacking Ink. And it's just, man, it's such a good scene. Because, you know, Batman Beyond had its had cues from the original themes and songs and oh, background yeah. music from the animated series, but it never played the original Batman theme. And to hear that as he suits up one last time was just awesome. I'm going to have to rewatch that episode. I, I've always seen it's that. so good. I've se- I remember that. I remember that very distinctly, but I couldn't remember which episode it was from. But yeah, that's a good one. Yep. That's a really yeah. good one. So yeah, for anyone that hasn't or wants to see it or you want to see the clip on YouTube or anything like that, it's the Batman Beyond episode Disappearing Ink. Well, there we have it. Number threes are dedicated to Batman Beyond. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Yep. I don't know. Again, no we we don't discuss our lists. <laughs> no, no, we don't. I'm sure someone out there listening goes, oh, bullshit. You guys totally yeah. planned for your number threes nope. to be Batman Beyond. No. No. We don't do that here. No. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. I'm sure someone out there thinks that. But, hey, you know, you're entitled to think what you want. Anyway, 
again that that's a solid solid scene i'm you know hmm, i own now that i own both batman animated series and batman beyond on blu-ray ooh, it's tempting <laughs> that's very tempting i think we might have to at some point we probably at some point should do a commentary to return of the joker oh 100 percent i know my old co-host and i on superhero stress we did that for its 20th anniversary for 2020 so yeah maybe yeah i'm sure i'm sure we can probably squeeze that in at some point in the halloween season yeah wouldn't mind doing that again just with another co-host <laughs> who's not going to leave me in the dark anyway yeah there we go. <laughs> uh, my number two this might not come as a surprise to craig because i posted about this a couple days ago Mm. I am a glutton for punishment. <laughs> but my number two is not necessarily from a Batman movie, but it has a movie that has Batman in it. Rather, it has Batmen in it, multiple mm. Batmen in it. Uh, my number two moment is actually from the Flash movie. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I do remember your post. I saw that, and I, I think I responded with a gif just going, why? Yeah. <laughs> why put yourself through that again? Okay, full transparency and full disclosure here. I had a slow night the other night, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, I just had this itch to just rewatch The Flash. Why? I honestly couldn't tell you why. I just... I knew we were doing this, okay? Yeah. And I was in the back of my mind like, well, as many things in that movie that I don't like, there are things in that movie that I absolutely do like. Mm-hmm. Like, you, again, like the story between Barry and his mom. That was all yep. very well done. Which Hell, should have been the whole basis for the movie, in my and opinion. honestly, even like much the, better. the Keaton stuff. Every time Keaton was in, in the film, I was like, oh, this is nice. Affleck as Batman, that's it's questionable. Like there, there, mm-hmm. there, there's some very questionable shots with it. like the, the the action sequence in the beginning with Ben Affleck's Batman is hit miss. Like there are some really good stuff in there, and then there's some really sloppy CGI in there. It it starts off really strong and really exciting, just because you're seeing him in the suit again, and then yes. the more it goes on, you're like, oh, oh, oh boy. Yeah, and my my moment isn't even him in the suit either like it's it's it my legendary moment my number two is the very last time we ever see ben affleck's bruce wayne ah yeah on screen and it's when barry and him are having a conversation and barry's telling him like dude do you remember when i went back in time in pajarnov and it went i only went back like a minute well this time i went back a full day and bruce wayne goes so let me get this straight you can turn back you you can go back in time and you're not even going to consider the consequences of this the the, yeah. the universe destroying consequences of this and then he, he essentially like lays out the butterfly effect for him and he goes look the scars we have make us who we are That's you shouldn't be lying it's just that whole conversation they have is just yeah tiptoe perfect and and honestly i remember the interview going around way before the flash film even it was like it just wrapped filming, I think, or maybe Affleck had just finished filming his scenes. But he was like, "Yeah, you know, 
this kind of puts a nice bow on what I did as Batman. And I'm, I look at that scene and I'm like, yeah, you know, if, if, if this is the last time we're ever going to see his version of Bruce Wayne in a DC movie, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with it. Yep. Like I, I love that sequence. I love how he's basically trying to tell Barry, like, look, dude, you do this, you could destroy everything. Yep. Our scars remind us of who we are, right? Like he, he's basically yep. like telling him, like, dude, don't try and fix your trauma. Learn from it, right? And then Barry's like, no, I could still do it. And and then then you know we get the rest of the movie. But even still, like just honing in on that one point of Ben Affleck's final performance as Batman and Bruce Wayne, just man, I I love that scene. I love. Yep his performance i love his line delivery i i just think that like even 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 his you know like barry telling him hey you want to hang out you want to get pizza and 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 ben goes sorry not this time and then and then he just drives off and it's like you know what that's a that's a damn good send-off for his version of batman even though we all know what his send-off should have been but Mm. uh, it's neither here nor there but yeah that that's that's it made my list like as 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 low on the DCU ranking the Flash movie is on mine, I still think that, that that particular point in that film is is great. It's one of the greatest things in that movie for me. Yeah, it is definitely a film of ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, just a few more too many few too many dips than rises. But yes, there are some great moments and that is for sure one of the strongest moments in the entire film i would even go as far as to say it's probably one of the strongest moments in in the universe presented as such yeah i'd agree with that i mean you can look at honestly you can look at every dceu movie minus justice league and and literally not the snyder trilogy withstanding because obviously all those movies are just epic in every sense of the word but Mm -hmm. you know i I'm, i'm wholeheartedly of the mind that you can look at every single DC movie that has come out since, you know, Justice League or even the Snyder Cut, whatever, and you can pinpoint, like, a really solid moment out of every one of them. Like, the No Man's Land scene from Wonder Woman is iconic, right? Mm, yeah. Arthur getting the trident and, like, waging war on Orm and the Seven yep. Seas, epic, right? Um, The Birds of Prey shot of all four of them just clowning Black Mask's men solid right and uh, he, i mean for me superman's first flight in yeah steel right like that's a beautiful one right i shit i'll even say martha martha scene in batman versus superman <laughs> that's just me personally but you know uh, the, the, all the fanboys are screaming right I'm now sure they are and they can continue screaming into the exploit <laughs> all they want but seriously like dude there are moments in every one of those movies where you can look and be like, yeah, that was great. Like, even mm-hmm. even even the Botch Studio Squad movie, the bar scene with all of them, yeah, that's a solid scene. That's a really great scene between the main cast of Suicide Squad. Yep. And I... Hell, this is me giving praise to a movie I don't really like all that much. Um, yep. The Suicide Squad. I'm not a fan of Peacemaker and Bloodsport killing innocent rebels but i'd be lying to you if i said their marksmanship skills was not shown in full force in that because in that sense it's a great showcase of what they are capable of 
right? Mm-hmm. And there are a few other scenes trickled throughout that film where I'm like, okay, yeah, that was dope. Yeah, Harley getting out of her uh, uh, her restraints and kind yeah, of making her right. break out. Right. That was a great scene. Right. I mean, even even the first Shazam movie, like th- there are moments in that where I'm just like, oh yeah, this is the business. Yep. Can't really say that much about Fury of the Gods though. Anyway, back to Batman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that going back to my main point, like yeah, yeah the, the whole conversation about the butterfly effect, the scars make us who we are. Like Affleck's last hurrah is Batman. That that will never not be awesome to me. Yeah, that's that's my one. that's my number two. All right, so my number two, <clears throat> it is another Batman Penguin interaction, but it's not in Batman Returns, but in the Batman. Um, it's a very simple scene. Uh, because it was everywhere when the first full trailer came out. It's very simple. It's that scene after Penguin's car has crashed and Batman is just walking up. Man, that scene. I mean, yes, that whole car chase is insane. It is so good, but the way it ends, when you just see Penguin's car get launched and just smash into the ground and penguin is sitting there upside down trying to figure out how he's going to get out and he just stops and looks over and you see the shadow of the batman against all of this fire as he's slowly walking up and that freaking score hits and it just keeps panning over to penguin and then the bat penguin in the bat and with each time it goes back to the penguin he is getting more and more scared and then it just ends with batman leaning in and just turning his head doesn't say a word cinematic perfection in my eyes i really love that that entire car chase was done inside of a computer and then they managed to make it look superbly real and shot it all out that was just a stroke of brilliance on on fraser and and matt reeves part 100 um i i i can't disagree like that that is a really solid quiet batman moment that is just epic in every sense of the word of all proportions um i would also add like the lead up to that crash where penguin thinks he has thought he got away yeah he thought (laughs) he thought he got away he makes the truck crash take that you friggin psycho <laughs> and then like batman's batmobile just crashes through the fire and penguin penguin just kind of looks back and gets all wide-eyed like oh shit they literally the way they shot that it literally is like a demon flying through the fires of hell it makes the batmobile look so monstrous which is something we haven't seen in a long time it's very sinister it's probably the most sinister and terrifying a Batmobile has looked in the last decade. Oh, 100% agree. And don't get me wrong, I love I love both the the Parademon assault in the Snyder oh, Cut yeah. and I also love, you know, the 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 car chase for for the Kryptonite too. I I love both of those sequences, but I I I I've got to say like the way the Batmobile exits the fire in the Batman, it, it, it's a freaking monster. It's a demon, and it looks incredible. It's the first time, I think, I was kind of thinking about it. 
it's the first time, honestly, since the Burton movies where the Batmobile feels almost like a character. Yes. Like, when you think, <clears throat> you know, when, when we think, obviously, because we've seen the movies a bunch of times, you and I think Batman and, and or Batman Forever, we can picture the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. You think Batman Forever, or I'm sorry, Batman and Robin, you think of that movie's Batmobile. For the general public, for a lot of people, let's say, that are not, like, huge Batman fans or not big comic book fans, you mention the Tim Burton Batman movies, they're going to picture that Batmobile. Yep. And I think this film is going to do that as the years go on. Oh, I don't doubt that one bit. I'm actually very curious to see if the Batmobile will make a reprisal in part two. I I have a feeling it will, but I bet you he's going to beef it up somehow. Because also with the flooding and everything, right. I think he's going to have to make it a little more versatile. So I think if there's a f- if the flood is still affecting Gotham City, there's a chance we may not see it. But I'd be fine with that because why try and outdo yourself? Yeah, right. Like why why try? Why not try and do something different? Why not try and homage other other elements of Batman that have been done? before like obviously you know batman forever made good on utilizing other vehicles like the bat boat and the bat wing yep which oh man i would love to see a a new bat wing oh me too me too and it honestly i love the one from batman versus superman but (laughs) you know i'm right there with you i i I would not mind getting another bat wing and honestly i used to have the uh the kenner toy that would it might have been Kenner, it might have been another one, but it, it was like the interchangeable piece. The centerpiece was the same, but you could add wings onto the side to make it a bat wing. You can insert it into a portion, two different portions that would either make it the bat boat or the batmobile. And it was just like one of the raddest toys I ever had. I just I I love different vehicles for Batman, but to your point, like if there's some way that he can soup up that car to be something else entirely, I would be impressed. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 crash sequences. Chef's kiss. Straight up. All right. We are on number one now. Yep. So my number one might feel similar to another one I've done before and another legendary moments of the Dark Knight, but the context is vastly different, even though this might have inspired the other one. Or actually, no, it did not. It did not. So my number one is from... Batman and the Outsiders, number one. Mm, okay. My number one legendary moment for, for this episode, Batman resigning from the Justice League to form the Outsiders. Mm, okay. Now, granted, I have technically kind of done this before on one of my on one of the other ones we've done. Yeah, yeah. One of mine was Batman quitting the Justice League after Justice yep. League Doom. Yep. This is not the same. Yes, they, 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 it's essentially him quitting the job again, yes, but the context is entirely different. And I love it because the reason why he quits the Justice League in this book to form the Outsiders is because... Um, so, Batman is has a friend who is in... Um, oh, what... what where, Markovia. He has a friend who's stuck in Markovia, and he's like... There's something going on in Markovia. We need to act now. And mind you, he even shows up to a Justice League meeting late just to express this, right? But Superman and Diana, Wonder Woman, are like, um, Bruce, 
we can't do that. We can't do that. The United Nations and the other world countries, they've like, we've, uh, we're, we're just on the same page with this. We, we cannot interfere with, with foreign affairs. And Batman's like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? This isn't even really about my friend. Yes, I'm worried for his safety, but we're talking about lives of innocent people at stake here. Like, this is, this is literally what we do. We are called the Justice League. If you cannot see the importance of this, then I have no business being here. I hereby resign from the Justice League. And they're just, like, dumbfounded. They're like, wait a minute, <laughs> what? Why? And he's like, look, I dedicated my life to stopping crime by any means necessary because of a terrible injustice that happened to me as a young child. If you guys can't see the validity and the ferociousness and the immediate attention this requires, then I quit. I have no business aligning myself with you. There's yep. If you can't help me do this, I'm going to figure out a way to do it without you. And so they let him, they try and stop him, but Batman's <laughs> like, yeah, no, I quit. I'm done. I'm going to go do my own thing. And he forms the Outsiders. Hmm. Yep, that's just... definitely that's definitely what Batman would do. Now, granted, this also does happen in Young Justice to some extent. It's a little different in the Young Justice season three because Batman basically <laughs> he he doesn't attempt. He like does a full on coup and has like Batwoman and a bunch of other characters like straight up during a meeting be like, "Yeah, we quit. We all quit <laughs> straight up." Like he has everyone just be like, "Yeah, we're we're quitting this because this is bullshit." But this. This is this specifically is what kicked off this entire run, and I love this book because it's drawn by one of my favorite Batman artists, rest in peace, Jim Aparo, and it's it's written by Mike Barr, and I'm have always been a fan of the Outsiders and these quirky, almost BC listers, just being mentored by Batman to handle justice in their own way. It's got Black Lightning, Metamorpho, Halo, Geoforce, Katana. There's so many cool characters in this book dude and i i'm i love that i have all three volumes of it it's such a damn good book i highly recommend it i'll have to check that out that sounds really intriguing it's a fun one it started in 1987 if i'm not mistaken hmm. yeah i definitely didn't read that when it was out i was only two <laughs> yeah no all right cool what's your so, number one my number one is uh, this is something that I am going to make a point to try to get through in 2024. Um, I am going to, at some point, start playing through all of the Arkham games again. And when I thought about this, I was like, you know what? Let's go take a look back. And I decided to check things out. And man, my number one legendary moment for this one is those opening, I'd say, like, the first 10-ish minutes of Batman Arkham Asylum. Hands down, one of the best openings of a video game ever and just sets the tone for what you're going to experience in this game series going forward. The whole, the way it even just starts, it's just a stormy night, you know, lightning and stuff going off and then you just see the bat signal in the sky then you hear police radios saying, hey, Batman's got the Joker. He's en route to Arkham Asylum. You see them arrive at Arkham Asylum. Joker is, you know, restrained and they're pulling him through Arkham. 
and it's all just the little things like the the back and forth between you know jokers just of course cracking jokes and again so what man when did when did arkham asylum come out 2009 2009 Akven hearing conroy and hamill in those roles again it was crazy to hear that you know i'm of the mind that arkham asylum is more or less in a way an in-between story uh in of sorts in between batman the animated series and batman beyond kind of yeah because obviously yeah. you know there there's some things in continuity that do not add up in both both cases obviously but but more or less when you have kevin conroy and mark hamill reprising their roles as batman and the joker you can't help but get back into that headspace and yep. i i agree wholeheartedly not only was that one of the best openings of a video game that was without question the best way to open up this universe of batman because yep. when the light hits the sky the batmobile's running through gotham on a rainy ass night and joker's cackling in the in the in the in the sidekick seat and batman's just yep. stern driving to arkham and like you already know like going into this game right like even seeing like w even when you get past through all the intro stuff and Joker pulls a fast one and then just decides to break all hell <laughs> yep. loose in Arkham Asylum. You're like, oh, we're in for a show. It's so there's, good. There's just so many little tidbits, like the scene. So as they're getting ready, they're like, all right, we got to wait for the elevator. And you notice the elevator that is coming up in front of them is really struggling to get up. Like you see mm -hmm. sparks everywhere and you see this elevator really, you're like, what is going on? And then you see Killer Croc step out. Yep. And it is it it is the most insane, beastly, gigantic Killer Croc I've ever seen. And he just looks and he goes, "I've got your scent, Batman. I'm gonna find you." And sure enough, you interact with him later on down the line. Right. Right. And like, and then they get in the elevator, and as they're heading down. Yeah, still just back and forth. Batman just continuously doesn't really talk to Joker. It's a lot of Joker trying to egg Batman on, and most of the time he just tells him to shut up. Yep. But then there's this the they're in the elevator, and everyone's tense. Everyone's worried because they're like, "It's the Joker. He's gonna find a way to get out." Yep. And the lights go out, and Joker laughs, and then the lights come back on, and Batman's got him by the throat. Yep. <laughs> He was like, nope, you're not going anywhere. That was perfect. That was a yep. perfect, like, oh, you think you have me? Oh, no, yep. I do have you. And then, you know, obviously the beginning of the game happens. I will also say yep. that Arkham Asylum probably has some of the hardest boss fights ever. It does. There are some tough ones in there. Like, I remember playing through the game for the very first time and getting to the yep. Bane fight, and I was getting my yeah. ass whooped. Yep. Oh, and even that Poison Ivy fight's iconic, too. Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, it gets to the point where, of course, Joker does break out. And he just turns around and he says I forget the exact line, but he says something like, I set the trap and you spring it gloriously. gloriously. And Batman crashes through the window and goes chasing after him. And, of course, Joker gets away because Harley... And, you know, you saw, like, as they were heading down, 
you see a security camera, somebody's looking at it, but you just see Harley's boots, and you're like, well, I already know who that is, and I already yep. know what's coming. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. So, like, my part of the things I'm trying, I'm not trying this year for 2024. You know, I'm a gamer. I, I do like playing games. There's really not a whole lot this year that has really, like, oh, obviously, like, Final Fantasy VII sequel. Definitely going to play that. But there's not a lot, at least so far, that I'm like, got to play those. So I'm really going to start going through my backlog and going back and playing things that I either, A, never finished, or B, just haven't played in a really long time. And the Arkham games are that. Hmm. So the only the only unfortunate thing is, is man, you, I can't play Arkham Origins on PS5. Right. Yeah. I was just going to bring so that it's, up. I guess what I'm probably going to have to do is just get it on Steam. I'll play Arkham Origins on Steam and then make my way. I'll do the Arkham collection on PS5 because I I have that collection. Yeah. just haven't touched it in years. Yeah, I still have my copy of Arkham Knight. I still have the Arkham collection as well downloaded, so I could play them if I wanted to. Um, yeah. You know, I really wish they would do a remaster of Origins, but that's kind of like the, the the bastard child they don't really pay yeah. much attention to for whatever reason. Probably because it's done by Warner Brothers Montreal and not our, uh, not Rocksteady proper. Yeah. That, that's my only guess why it hasn't gotten a remaster yet. Um, but yeah, I was going to ask, like, are you doing it in like chronological order of release or are you doing it like timeline order? I think I'm gonna go in timeline order. That makes sense. I think okay. I'm, I'm gonna start with Origins and then just yeah, Origins, Asylum, City, and Night. Okay, that that makes sense. Hell, maybe you can even bring it to the show, like you update us with your progress on on each yeah. game. You know, like how far you've gotten, because I I distinctly remember the stories of every one of those games. So yep, yeah, that's that's great. That's a great one. Once again, we have these 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 epic, legendary moments that I love. Mm -hmm. I love these doing these episodes with you. These are just so fun, so much fun. But man, I I wish you the best because man, Arkham Knight's a tough one to get through. <laughs> yeah, that's really. I remember when that came out. Of course, I was over the moon excited same and just the more i played it the more i was like man this is not this is nothing compared to the previous two and it does seem i have noticed over the last like year or so it's starting to get a lot of people going okay i went back and played it it's not as bad as it initially was but i'm still just like just for me the story's just not as strong and man just just too much batmobile Honestly, I was just going to say, like, the, the biggest criticisms lie with the newest component in the Batmobile, ironically enough. Yeah, and, like, I think the biggest detriment for me personally, yes, the Batmobile sucked, but, like, I remember leading up to the release of that game, all the trailers and everything, like, hey, Scarecrow is holding Gotham City hostage, and he's going to unleash his toxin and you're just sitting there going, holy crap. So we're going to have to like potentially deal with a Gotham City infected with the fear toxin. What is that? It's going to be that scene in Batman Begins, but on a city-wide level. Right. And then in the first like 10 minutes of the game, it's like, 
oh, we were able to evacuate every citizen from Gotham City in a certain time frame. I'm like, well, okay, there went the threat. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not that I'm not like that concerned anymore. You took the threat away. I also think there's a couple different endings to Arkham Knight too, depending on how much of the game you complete. Yeah, and that was another one that really ticked me off because previous to that game, it was always, "Hey, did you beat? Did you beat the game? Cool, you got the true, you got the ending to the game. If you 100% it, you get a nice little teaser or a little tidbit at the end." Right. Arkham Orge or um, Arkham Knight was the first one that was like, "Okay, congratulations, you beat the game." Um, do you want the ending to the game? You've got a 100% everything. Yep. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not doing all of those Riddler challenges in the Bat Batmobile. Sorry, no. my guy. Nah. nah. Nah, not doing that. Ain't happening. No. Do you know and about That's when I went that's that's when I went on YouTube and just YouTube Batman Arkham Knight true ending. <laughs> so, do you know about the the Arkham City Easter egg and Arkham Asylum? uh possibly or remind me okay so when you get to the point where you go into warden sharp's office mm -hmm. there is a panel on a wall that you have to line up almost perfectly you have to line up three explosive gel bats in very specific order in this very specific wall you do it it blows a hole through the wall you go through this hole it leads to a very secret area a secret room in Warren Sharp's office, and in this room is a map that showcases his plan for Arkham City. Oh, I did hear about this. I never did it in the game, but I have heard about that. Yeah, if you get the chance, Google it, YouTube it, see where the panels are, and then do it for yourself. Like, don't even bother, like, watching the whole thing, but just, like, you know, when you see where the panels are, just do it. Because Arkham City does something similar, but it's not the same, because in the shipyard... After you beat the game in Arkham City, you go down to the shipyard where all the docks are. I think it's an amusement mile. And you pull out your little uh, cryptographic sequencer. And there's a, a decoded message that you have to hit with uh, City of Terror. That's the message that comes up. And then you go yeah. down in this boat, in this like little boat, makeshift boat. A, a, like A door opens up on the bottom. And you like go down and you start seeing all these bugs and shit like crawling all over the walls. Like you look around and then all of a sudden it's gone. It's a and then you like zoom in on a note on the on like a pole. It's some it's like a delivery note for Professor Crane, basically alluding to the events of Arkham Knight. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Spoilers for two video games that are <laughs> almost, you know, ten years old or something like that. You ever take? Yeah, crazy to think. Yeah, um, I'm actually I'm looking at Arkham Origins on Steam right now. Uh, came out October 24th, 2013. 2013. I remember that. I was there at the midnight. I still have my um, I, I bought the collector's edition of that, so I still have the uh, the the statue they have of like it's. So here's a funny thing. That statue spoils a major point oh, right. in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, because that's right. Because it, it the the statue is initially the Joker plunging yep. a dagger on this big old table, and you've got a bunch of like TV monitors behind him and shit. But hidden in one of the compartments is a little plastic head for Black Mask. You can change out the heads mm -hmm. between Joker and Black Mask, basically giving away the twist. Yep. So 
found that out pretty I, at first i was like oh why why does why can it why can you put black mass head on the joke and then i'm playing through the game and i get to the point where it happens i was like oh that's yep. why that makes sense <laughs> yeah i still got sitting over here on my computer desk i got my uh collector's edition statue of batman from arkham city it's just the black and gray hunched over batman Oh, I'm looking still at it right now. It. I'm looking at mine. Yeah, yep. mine's still yep. in its case. It's still in the. I could see the Joker, black and white, looking at me right now. It's funny. I have that <laughs> statue right next to my my statue of Ben Affleck's Batman from Suicide Squad. I've got them right next to each other. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love those. Oh, games. Yeah. So I guess. So yeah, I guess I'll be. Um, I'm looking at Arkham Origins. Is eh, twenty bucks on Steam. That's not too bad. I'll probably. Yeah, I'll probably download it. Being concerned. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'll start in timeline order. There you go. Well, all right. There you have it. There you have it. That is Legendary Moments of the Dark Knight Volume 6 in the books, everybody. Solid Legendary Moments. Once again, more solid Legendary Moments. Can't wait to do Volume 7 and subsequent volumes following that. Um, obviously, you know, it's very light on Batman news and other bat-centric things, but we will be yeah. back soon, I'm sure, to talk about them as they come out. Um, hell, who knows? We might even get some kind of announcement happening soon. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. That'd be fun. It'd be really cool if, you know, we get, like, some more news on the Penguin TV show, or even, like, an update on the Batman Part 2, or, like, I don't know, another animated movie. That'd be nice. But... Oh, we could... We could talk all about uh, the new Suicide Squad game. Oh, sorry, I threw up in my throat a little bit there. Ugh. You can't see it, but I'm giving you the blankest stare right now. <laughs> like I, You know what? If we're going to talk about that, we may as well just kind of talk about it a little bit here. It has been getting like some of the worst reviews I've ever seen. Trashed. Just absolute trash Ev by everybody. Because they basically they did a a press event and they just allowed all of these outlets to come and play a build of the game and pretty i mean i think i maybe saw one or two that were like okay this is pretty good it's pretty much all everyone's like this is not good this is bad <laughs> this is this is fortnite with dc characters you guys all know how we feel about fortnite Yep. Uh, again, Fortnite as a game, I, my daughter and I play it. It's fun, but why are they applying that to Suicide Squad? You know, I, I again the fact that this is canon, like the fact that they've gone out of the way and they're like, "Yes, this is canon in the Arkham universe." I'm like, "You assholes." I just. I still need to read that article of why they didn't decide to do a Justice League game. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, that probably would have been a lot more fun to play than whatever the hell this ended up being. And like I told you and Terrence in our chat, it's just like, man. So this is what you guys, what Rocksteady, again, what we were just talking about, these amazing Batman games, and for the last nine years, this is what we're getting is a. Suicide Squad always online online co-op shooter. Ugh. Hey. You know, at least I can count on Insomniac for delivering some solid superhero gaming content for the foreseeable future. 
Yeah, for real. Like, don't get me wrong. Not a fan of leaks. Not a fan of people leaking information. Matter of fact, I was actually quite disappointed to see that Grand Theft Auto 6 leaked, and now I'm even more disappointed that yep. someone leaked a lot of what Insomniac has cooking for the next few years. As as we... well, and it's not just it's not just the fact that it was a leak. It's the fact that it was it was it was, it was a hack bag hackers. It was a yeah. hack, yeah, and that's just even more was... nonsense. Ugh. Based a bunch of jerks that were like, "Oh, hey, we've got all this stuff. Pay us two million dollars, or we're releasing it to the public." No, not only that. Not only did they release that, like they they released that information. They released a lot of like gameplay footage of certain other games, gameplay footage, and yep. like dates for other unannounced stuff. And like, I think the yep. worst part of it is like, "Oh yeah, we've also got like personal employees' information." It's like, okay, that's cruel. Yeah. That is just passport not... information and social security numbers. It's like, just like dude, why? Why? That is just cruel. Just not cool at all. Like just, I don't condone that whatsoever. Like uh-uh. Not cool. My heart goes out to everybody in Somniac who was hit by that. That's just unfortunate yeah. on every level, but man, they they did not deserve that whatsoever. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Straight up. What I am going to be curious about, just to kind of circle back to Suicide Squad, is obviously, like they said, this is apparently this is canon in the Arkhamverse. Gun James Gunn has come out and said, like he has like a plan to integrate the DC video games. Maybe not necessarily into the DCU, but he has like a structure in place four games going forward so maybe this suicide squad game is kind of the end of the arkhamverse which will be really unfortunate but i'm very curious to see what direction they go in after suicide squad honestly i think it'll be i to be brutally honest with you i have no idea what that even would look like i mean he he has he has some pedigree in the video game world i mean he was one of the producers of lollipop chainsaw way back when yep. he might have even written it i don't even recall but yeah he's got pedigree in video games so it's not completely out of his his, his realm of of you know familiarity so i don't know i'm i'm kind of in a wait and see mode i'm, I'm if, if if suicide squad kills the justice league is the last one in the arkhamverse okay fine just do not touch do not can the wonder woman monolith game like i want to play that i'm genuinely yeah. kind of excited for it so here's hoping right like here's yep. hoping there was oh, i just thought of something and now my mind is blank damn it i had something that i was gonna like bring up and it, now my mind's just kind of blanking out on it damn it <laughs> i hate when that happens i absolutely oh i remember what i was gonna say much like you i'm not i don't really have anything on my on my list as far as video games for the year is planned i mean i'm, I'm a huge pokemon fan and we're all anticipating a lot of other things that are presumably probably going to happen that are, i would imagine the announcement is can't be too far off because their anniversary is next month but much like yeah. you the only game on my list for the year as of right now is final fantasy 7 rebirth and that comes out at the end of next month Yep, yep, I'm the same way. I don't really think there's anything else on my on my to-do no. list as far as games for 2024. Yeah, no, I am same way. Just Final Fantasy VII Rebirth uh, after that. I am golden A-OK. Won't need any other kind of gaming experience for the year. Kind of debating on going back to playing Final Fantasy VII Remake just to get in touch with that, but I've also got 
a lot of other Pokemon shenanigans that I'm fiddling around with at the moment too. Um, but yeah, um, to circle it back again to Batman as we go on these weird tangents that we tend to. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Volume 7 will happen sometime this year, I'm sure. Um, we yep. have The Dark Knight Returns, which we're going to talk about at some point, I'm sure. Uh, Batman's 85th birthday, Batman 89, 35th birthday. We got a lot of cool stuff coming for 2024. Um, but that said, I think that is actually a perfect spot to end this episode on. My friend Craig, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to make another list and, you know, have fun reminiscing on our legendary moments. Of course. Where can people, Always fun. Where can people follow you on the interwebs if they choose to do so? As far as interwebs go, for me, I, I mean, I have Facebook. It's kind of my own personal one, though. But other than that, um, Instagram and Threads. Uh, you can find me Craigy Omega C R A I G G Y underscore O M E G A. All right, all right. And if you all want to follow me on the socials, um, again, we're we're not on Twitter X, whatever the hell your preference is for that. But we are on yep. um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at search T E K underscore podcast. You can also follow me specifically at Unfiltered on Vero Threads Blue Sky. And Instagram, it's all the same handle all across that. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. And again, you know, feel free to drop us an email, eternalnightpod at gmail.com. And also feel free to leave us a f- whatever number star rating on Spotify or a review on iTunes. Again, <laughs> it would greatly help us. It helps the show get noticed. We love it. Appreciate you all. As we always like to say on this show, keep it classy in the cave. Stay safe. Have a great day or night, whatever your listening preference is. Thank you again. Take care. listening to the eternal night podcast this podcast is not affiliated with warner brothers discovery or dc studios if you would like to follow along with the show you can do so at just search for tek underscore podcast on x instagram and facebook 
you would like to listen to the show, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If you would like to leave us an email, feel free to do so, eternalnightpod at gmail.com. Thank you for your time.